0: Red Channel Condition with Michael.
1: How many sexual traffics are you willing to do to be successful?
0: Jonathan.
2: Maybe you need to lose your mind for a little bit.
3: And Peter.
2: The message of hate is just
3: so easy. Welcome back listeners to this week's episode of Red Channel Condition. I'm your host Peter and I'm joined by my two co-hosts Michael and Jonathan. Guys, what's going on? How was your week?
2: not so bad <clears throat> regular week trudging through the winter you're trying to make it sunshine
1: as far as winters go um i kind of have a hard time calling this an actual winter from um from where we are right it's like 45 50 outside right now it's it's like a nice spring day for me See, this
2: is this is what you say right but you know that you're, you're the weather's gonna hear you talking shit and that's when it's gonna dump like 58 feet of snow on you. <laughs> like, i don't know why you're even talking like this in
1: like the first week of January.
2: <laughs>
3: Other than that initial cold snap, it's been relatively mild.
1: Oh, oh, god, no! Now, now you're doing it. Oh my it. god! Yeah, I know. <laughs> People are agents of chaos.
3: Father Winter's going to come for us.
1: <laughs> Gather around my uh my circle. <laughs> wow, you
2: were going by finding snow. <laughs> yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna get a shitload of snow on this fucking spaceship.
3: I mean, it's already cold in space, so I can't get much colder out here.
1: (laughs) Uh, Speaking about the cold, my ass doesn't have to worry about being cold anymore because I got one of those fancy Japanese toilets that, uh, you know, keep the seat warm and spray water up your ass and then blow dry it. I'm actually looking forward to that level of cleanliness. I'd almost be as clean as their textbooks. like I'm ready, I f i am finally ready to take my first luxury shit. And luxury shit. I'm very, mm, excited. Shit. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> excited about that. So wait, what makes the what makes this a luxury shit? The fact that you don't have to like rub your ass raw with tree bark is is probably <laughs> the biggest selling point for me. Wait, so uh, the toilet is doing that? It like cleans your ass. Oh, you got you got the you got the bidet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah.
3: Oh my god. So what does it do? It like squirts some, like a jet of water up your ass?
1: Yeah, more or less. It gives you like a water enema. Cleans you out with some with some warm water in its preheated tank. You does know? that turn and you on? If it hits the right spot, I, you know, I'm yeah. not afraid to admit it.
3: <laughs> no, no, nor should you be.
1: You know, like you ever get one of those shits where you're just going in again and again and again, and no matter what you do. like Yeah, no, know, that's you, my whole life, yeah, honestly. Yeah, like you're coming out with crayons, like no matter what you do. <laughs>
3: So is this, like, the, this magical toilet is, like, it's going to give you the one shit to rule them all? Is
1: this one of those things with, like, the
3: heated seats and, like,
1: all, all that good stuff? Yes. Oh, boy. Yes, yes. It's got the buttons. It's got the heated seat. It's, it's got, the, uh, it's got the, uh, the air dryer so you're not, like, you know, dripping water <laughs> out of your ass <laughs> the entire day. Uh, yeah, no, this is, so, this is it.
3: So what happens when they make a toilet so comfortable you never want to leave? That's where your office moves to, right? Home office is in the bathroom now. Are the chairs of the future? Are you just going to be sitting at your computer with some sort of like leather deluxe luxury toilet?
1: You know, just like everything that is a product these days, it, it, it used to be a, a product before we just didn't know what it was, right? I'm, I'm not afraid to admit it. I, I peed in Gatorade bottles, right? Like during like, some of my World of Warcraft days where I was like, you know, stuck in like a 10-hour raid or whatever. Oh um, like I, I've done that shit. This is just an extension of it. If you can eat Cheetos... You know, and and take a shit in your gaming chair and have it just be okay.
3: Yeah, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that luxury gaming chair with like liquid Cheetos that get like injected into your <laughs> your bloodstream, a fucking blowjob
2: machine, and some sort of luxury toilet. Somebody is probably developing this product as we speak.
1: You know, now that's a product i would that in. Uh, that I would see at a uh, CES. Like, that's one I would be excited <laughs> about.
3: Mm. But you mentioned CES, which, you know, didn't they have a couple other products that you were underwhelmed by?
1: Oh, pretty much everything.
3: Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and by the way, for our listeners who don't know, what is CES?
1: Oh, CES is the uh, Consumer Electronics Show. It's basically an expo for all the years, I guess, consumer electronics that'll, that'll be coming out, things to get hype for, all the things to look out for. And some things uh, don't make it a market uh some things do it's it's like a car show for random useless shit and tech <laughs> but you know <laughs> my my complaint this year has been it's the same stuff like c- companies are coming out with TVs that are TVs laptops that are laptops the same shit that we've been having for the past 10 15 years like real in- innovation real things that make me go oh that's cool i need it not not so much no, this year like i don't need another like 30 headsets <laughs> oh, you have Bluetooth headphones. Oh, tell me more.
3: <laughs> so you were so you were underwhelmed by this year's uh, convention. Comple- completely underwhelmed.
1: Th- there wasn't really anything.
3: I'm surprised to hear that. You know, because like you know, sometimes when we cover these like technology conventions, I mean, I, sometimes we are like, "Holy shit! Oh, look, like a screen that you can like roll or like you know." Yeah, that
1: wow movie. factor. That like right. wow factor is 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 it's is gone. Sadly,
3: missing from this year, huh?
1: But that said, there were a couple of interesting things, maybe. It might be time for a Wow No That's Right? Wow. Huh? I like that. I'm game.
3: Wow No That's Right.
2: The first thing I saw that was kind of interesting at CES was this. So this is something you've strayed out of uh, science fiction or something like that. I saw this thing called a uh, German bionic apogee right? And this is apparently, you know, essentially an exoskeleton, right? So it is the company's latest and lightest powered exosuit built for commercial and industrial use, right? So you put this thing on, right? And it's supposed to help with posture. But what it actually does is that it can offset up to 66 pounds of load to the user's lower back per lifting motion, right? And offers active walking assistance, right? So you can use it to lift things with more strength And have it make you walk faster and more comfortably, right? It helps you walk, right? It's like it attaches to your back. It straps around like your arms and like your waist and your legs and shit. Like it, it's a, it's and like if you look at the picture, it's like straight up a fucking exoskeleton. It's crazy. Uh, so what do what do we think about that, guys? Is this a wow, a no, or that's right?
3: I'm gonna go that's right on this. Honestly, I mean, for me, this this sounds like a like a great thing for like older people, you know, who have who have mobility issues or trouble, like you know, lifting things or walking or whatever? I th- I think that's kind of really neat. Hmm.
1: You know, th- I think that's that's the angle here. They should uh, repackage this as some kind of assisted living machine. Once it's medical, you can slap like a five thousand percent well, markup. You know, Great.
3: and you can have bionic grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> like that seems amazing to yes. me. Eat your vegetables, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, You know, I'm going to go with a wow on this, right? Um, and, and it's not even their fault. It's just that we've been hearing about bionic suits for so long that even though it's not even hitting mainstream yet, I'm kind of already over it. The hype for these bionic suits um, has been growing for years now. And and now that it's finally here, I'm kind of like, okay, what's next? I don't know. That might just be a that might be a me problem. I don't blame the product at all, though.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna. I have to go with that being a you problem. You know, for me, this is yeah. a this is an absolutely <laughs> that's right. You, know, the fact that we are at the point that we could go and get you know, a a consumer exosuit like are you crazy like this is this, this <laughs> like you used to play like scenarios about this like in a video game like now you can do this in real life like that's that's apeshit and forget just for you know elderly people and stuff like that like this should be for everyone right like i just i want to run around in this i want to play basketball with an exosuit like come on like are you are, how could you not be excited about this maybe this is my chance to dunk you know <laughs> like,
1: <fuck. laughs> I guess at some point these uh, these things are going to get good enough so that, you know, maybe you can wear them for for sporting events and stuff like that. That would be when I would go full on like that is fucking right. When we can wear exosuits in uh, in sports and, and we can see like just human technology and biology, like where it can go at like the professional level, that would be Jesus. Now we're
2: thinking there we go.
1: Like, how long can Tom Brady play if he had an exosuit? With an E-frame. You know, he's, like, he's already pushing 50. Could he be a 90-year-old playing pro football?
3: But, I mean, doesn't this, like, it? doesn't this kind of defeat the point of athletics, you know? No. If we have, everyone's wearing a fucking exosuit, then we're not really measuring the human ability anymore. We're, me- we're measuring the machine's ability.
2: I mean, half of, like, every football player is wearing a suit of fucking, like, ultra armor and shit like that when they're playing. You know, so I yeah like i don't i don't see this being anywhere out of you know out of pocket right like entire generations of baseball players were and every other type of player were doped up on you know designer steroids to you to recover faster hit harder see better etc so like not yeah but
3: that wasn't legal they just did it okay
2: you know and i
1: think it should be i want to see what like a fully like i'm roided up fuck your tests yeah like yeah. you know kind of like pro like I, mean, I, I want to see how far that ball can fly like
3: i mean i want to see too I'm, i want to see i want to see athletes on athletes on steroids and
1: exosuits yes. like that's what i want yeah yes. it should be mandatory at this point like like a full i <laughs> 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 ah, you know, like you should have like a natty league and then like a fully juiced up league.
2: Honestly, fuck the natty league.
1: And then get them to play little leaguers. You
2: know? <laughs> exactly.
1: Like little great. leaguers fully juiced up. Oh my god, the future.
2: Do you want to see <laughs> do you wanna see little Ricky run bases or do you wanna see me hit some dingers? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be a true CES for the ages. Like that's that's what I want. Like come uh, on. So you,
2: you really not uh you're really not a that's right on this product, Mike? Like come on,
1: uh, like I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Like okay, like it, it's some parts of me is like okay, that's right. Like it's it's finally out. We're we're seeing it, um. But, mmm, I I you know all right, all right, fine, all right, fine. I will change my answer to a that is right. That's but right. like at the slimmest possible margin, <laughs> I'll go with a that is right.
2: Oh, it's the it's the that is right. You know, house vote okay
1: yeah like it, <laughs> i got i got i got peer pressured into it that is right i'm gonna leave a little asterisk there though because this is not an Optimus prime that transforms wow all
2: right so uh keeping it moving another thing that i saw that was interesting was the withings U scan right and with things you know they make smart health and fitness products and you know this is the next uh fitness product that they made which is actually a miniature urine analysis lab you know that clips to your toilet right so you know you you it's a sensor that detects you when you pee and uh, what you 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 pee on it right and then uh you it measures you know various uh things in your pee right so it'll check the specific gravity you know ph you vitamin c concentrations ketone levels and so on and so forth right you know hormones and other things right and you can also set it to check uh menstrual tracking as well right so it can track for certain hormones right and you know it could it could send that information over wi-fi to uh your smart uh, smart device or your computer or whatever and you know you could get information about that and you maybe get your diet information medical information things like that so you know in in essence you know now your toilet's smart too so uh, what do you all think about that? Is that a wow, a no, or a that's right? Oh, my right? God. <laughs> I
3: mean, for, for me, this is a no, because like, I, don't, I don't need some like, little computerized toilet telling me, like, you're an alcoholic or like you've got cancer <laughs> or anything like that. Like, I don't, like, there's too much information for me. I, I'd, I'd rather not know. I feel like that information is just, it's another one of those things where I feel like, you know, this is obviously going to be connected to the internet. And then I'm gonna start receiving ads for vitamins and doctors and no,
1: no. Yeah, see, I think in a, in a perfect universe, this would be a that's right to me because I love like this random information stuff. You know, you, you can pee at 3 a.m. and then find out in you know when you wake up by text message, message that you have kidney disease. Like that's right. that's cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> the the but I'm going to have to go with no on this too because of what you said there's just very little privacy anymore and there's very like now the last bastion of privacy which is your bathroom data is being mined in there as well <laughs> so I don't <laughs> I don't trust I don't trust the uh, the data right I don't trust what what is done with the data and even if the company itself is just benign there is no guarantee that that stuff is safe out there, and yeah, sure. Like, what is the importance of like your urine data? You know, but at the same time, it's, it's also one of those where it's like you don't need to know. That's a, how do how does it work for women? Because like me having a target is actually kind of fun, and and like oh yeah, like <laughs> like, mm, like now we're playing like a first person shooter while 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 taking a with fist. your dick, right? But. How does it work for like women? Like, do you like? Well,
3: I mean, they have like targeted things that they pee on, yes. like pregnancy tests and things like. Yeah, that, but so. yeah, I mean,
1: they have to move it. Like, are you gonna hold this in position and pee on it? Like, maybe, maybe it gets
2: deep. It maybe it gets deep into the bowl enough that you don't necessarily need to to target
1: it. Precisely. Oh, I see. Okay, so it's it's like it's it's like a like a like thing you just dunk. It. Yeah. See, at that point, I don't trust it because, like, what if your things mix? Right. Like, Ooh. can can you ensure a one hundred percent flush every single time? Like, what if there's like residuals?
2: I see. You're, you're concerned with false errors, Michael. You are pregnant. <laughs>
1: so
3: you need the series. You need the series too. That that goes directly in the vagina. That's what you need. <laughs> this isn't sophisticated enough
1: like when you come out with data right and people like oh yeah this is what my smartwatch says about my heart rate and, and metabolic rate and all that stuff that data is useless unless you can rely on it <laughs> so i don't you know what i'm not sure what this, where we are on that scale like how controlled is it
3: you just reminded me of a funny story so my dad uh, my dad was over The other day, and I guess he got like a like an Apple smartwatch for Christmas or something. Right. And it monitors like his heart rate. And these things can like monitor your like, you know, your whatever, your your bio levels to make sure that you're okay at any given time. So he told me he was like he was taking a massive shit. Right. And his Apple watch said that your heart rate is at 200 beats per minute. Like, do I need to dial nine more? (laughs) Which I thought was incredible, you know. Amazing uh,
1: red alert, red alert. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you could get false flags on these things.
1: Exactly. You know what? I I switched this to a no. Yeah, like a like a hard no. You know what? I think that was originally what I said, but it's a it's now even an even firmer no.
2: It's a fuck no. <laughs>
1: it's a fuck no.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the same reasons, I'm gonna go no on this as well. It was interesting to see that we're getting into this and you know some of that information is personally useful right like you do you i think there is value in you you know the user knowing you know, about like your hydration levels or ketones right like you might be trying to you might be on like a low carb or ketogenic diet or something like that you want to see if you're there you know maybe you want to you know you just want to know that like you're generally okay you're hitting levels that you need to hit of like certain you know minerals or nutrients like great but like, yeah, I'm I I question the security of that data. Like, forget the them mining it, right? Because we give you know, as society, like, we give you know, all these companies, you know, everything all the time, anyway, right? I'm much more concerned about the security of the data, right? Like, you know, that shit's gonna be like this is gonna be the the most appropriately named data leak of all time once that information <laughs> gets out, right? you know, like, and you know it's going to, right? You, know, I, I, I really don't want you know, my personal information or you know, credit card numbers or whatever to get hacked out of my toilet. That would be really, really <laughs> annoying to me, and it's going to. <laughs> you know, so I just don't need yet another vector for like you know somebody, some uh, scammers or something like that to get access to my info. I just you know now nah, I'm good. So the third item that I saw you know, in the in you know, CES listing was a product called Atmos Gear Electric Skates, right? So you know, now we're in like peak 1990s, right? Like whatever, it, whatever's from the nineties is cool again. And though I thought this one was a little sketch, right? Because uh, these were, these are electric inline skates. And I know back in the nineties, people were kind of uh, shitting on people that would uh, use inline skates, right? So, you know, them being cool, you know, in, in the future is you know, a little questionable to me, but these are a little bit different, right? Because they are electric, you know, so you know. It's it's interesting, right? They have they have a big they have a battery pack and, you know, they're you know, they're connected by wires to a sling bag that house the battery pack. So you can use a handheld remote to control your skate. You can uh, like they can hit you know, up to 25 kilometers an hour, you know, on a full you know, and up to 20 kilometers in that range with a full battery charge. And, you know, they move without you having to push them. Right. You can use them assisted or, you know, just turn them on and let them go right and of course when the battery runs out you can use them as their own inline skates so you know this is this gives me big cyberpunk vibes you know stuff like that you know, or a jet Brian radio a jet set radio like a, you know if you know you know a shout out to the dreamcast right so you can use this to race through the city and you know it's another you know micro mobility item you know, so what do you all think of that is this a, a wow a no or a that's right for me,
3: this is like an absolutely fuck no because, because I mean, already I've been annoyed and, you know, like just I, I cannot stand walking through a crowd of people and the, like, there's that douchebag on the motor scooter. There's that fucking idiot on the like one wheeled fucking motor scooter, you know, like people running into the fucking street with their fucking scooters and shit like that. So, like, to me, this is just gonna create like more fucking idiots who are traveling faster, you know, using less energy because they're fucking lazy, like getting hit by cars and like randomly bumping into me on the fucking street and you got to like make way for the dumbass on the scooter. Like, no, absolutely not. I want those people incinerated in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. damn. No, this is just to me is no, like if the whole point of like doing skating like was to exercise. So if you're going to take that out of the equation, you're just a nuisance on the sidewalk to everyone else.
1: <laughs>
3: it, in my opinion
1: you know um again in in a perfect world uh this would be a wow uh that's right you know like it, it's hard enough in the in the city for i guess um dedicated lanes right uh you know you have bike lanes that don't work cuz cars park in them if it hits mass adoption does it go in the bike lane does, does it do they go on the sidewalks uh just from just from new york life i'm gonna say no i mean there there are there are purposes for this though like i i would definitely use it um I'm, i'm gonna go with i'm gonna i'm gonna go with no here just because like i don't i don't know where there's like room that you can really use this like without being a as you said a nuisance to everyone around you
2: i don't know i think i'm gonna go wow on this right because you know I I'm a big uh, proponent of micromobility, right? Like I like you know the idea of you know people being able to use things that are not cars, you know, to to do uh, short range transportation and stuff like that, right? Like you know, I don't always fuck walking. I mean, I mean, yeah, (laughs) like you sometimes sometimes distances are too long to walk, you know, but you know, shorter than you need, you know, a car or like a you a, a cab or the subway or something like that. And some places don't even have a subway, right? Like if I live, you know, you know in, in a more uh, suburban or rural area of, you know, around here or whatever, you know, you're not gonna be getting that bus. You know, if you're gonna get that bus, that's you're gonna have to walk like two miles to it and you're gonna have to wait like two hours for it, right? So sometimes I just wanna get on my electric scooter to go to the CVS, right? Sometimes I want to ride my, uh, you know, know, I mean, get on my uh, e-bike or something like that to go uh, pick up that shit from Target, you know, my Chromecast or something like that, right? So I'm kind of a proponent for this. I I want these to be made, and I want them to be iterated on so that they get better and better so that, you know, you can use them. And like I said, for me, you know, this this gives me that futuristic uh, society vibe. You know, I always see those things where, you know, you know, those uh, fantasy, you know, like delivery people and stuff like that using like crazy neon roller skates or blades and stuff like that to grind through, you know, uh, society. You know, so this this makes me think of that when I see it. It's not quite there yet because it's like big and doofy and it has wires and stuff like that. And, you know, I will I, I will agree, right, that you know, a lot of people use them, you know, super dangerously, like they don't give a fuck, you know, because they're not like a licensed vehicle. You know, so they get to move as fast as a vehicle, right? But they don't have to follow any of the rules of vehicles, right? So they're just shooting out of the sidewalk. You know, they don't have, you know, cutting through uh, the streets and stuff like that. You know, fuck, car, you know, fuck lanes, you know, fuck turn signals, fuck, none of, you know, fuck everything, right? So there is something to be saved for that. And, but that's a societal problem. That's, less, you know, that's not a problem with the technology. I want them to iterate on stuff like this. So I'm going to go wow on this
1: damn I I think you made me change my answer again (laughs) (laughs) because like you 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 bring up great points like you know for if you don't live like I would I would have used this thing like you know I said I would like this would be something I would like to use right back when we were kids like to go over to your house Mm -hmm. like where it wasn't uh far enough for like public transportation really but also kind of a bitch to walk yeah Mm yeah It's always the difference between the technology and how society decides to implement it, and too often we just vilify the technology without saying like we're just not we're not implementing it in the correct way, okay, so in light of not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, I will go with wow
2: <laughs> and to 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 be clear right i also I also kind of agreed with uh, what Peter was saying about the exercise, right like this does take away from that a little bit but at least not completely right because you can use it you know as an assisted thing right so like you're still doing most you're still doing the skating you're just going faster than you might uh with uh regular skates right and you could just straight up turn it off right so you could get the full you know i'm just skating and it's for exercise and also you know i got that increase in mobility right so it's it's still skates it's just better right? The only problem, of course, remains is that like you're you're riding on uh, inline skates and you look kind of like a Goofus. But, you know, hey, it's it's uh, (laughs) it's the price of doing business.
1: You know, I never understood that. Like what what was wrong with rollerblades? I guess I'm not exactly a paragon of fashion, but like I never (laughs) understood like what was what was so hideous about rollerblades.
2: I don't think anything ever looked hideous about rollerblades. I think, you know, what I really
1: think it is, it was just uh,
2: haters on skateboards and cool BMX bikes, you know, shitting on the uh, inline skaters and stuff like that, trying to do cool things with their skates, right?
1: Because okay. that's, that's all, right. all it, that's all yeah. I
2: think it was, right? And I, I you know, as a, as a former bike person, you know, I remember going to the park back in the day and, you know, like trying to do tricks on my bike and, you know, jumping on the hills and stuff like that in the nearby park. You know, using to, you know, make fun of the skate, uh, the inline skaters and stuff like that. I was part of the problem, you
3: know, you know what? I'm going to go extra no on this because, like, I have vivid memories. (laughs) I have vivid memories of going to the park as a kid and encountering these fucking douchebags who are on their inline skates or their bikes. And like they're the like the psychotic morons that like take it ultra seriously, trying to like min max their times and shit. And would plow through baby carriages going 40 miles an hour on their fucking bike because they were just too lazy to deviate like five degrees to make sure you don't run through like a fucking child or or something like that. So I only see this getting worse with electric powered like skates and bikes and shit like that. So absolutely fucking not. I want these people ejected into the sun.
2: <laughs> I'm... You- I'm very sorry because I was probably one of those people back then. You know, so I'm I'm sorry uh, that uh, I did this to Peter. <laughs> like, <I didn't... laughs> no, you're not.
3: What? No, That's you're not. Because right? you still want this shit to be like released to the general population. No, I do. Though. That's right. No, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you.
1: <laughs> now I'm picturing like those. Uh... Old cartoons of like inspector gadget and stuff like where you can deploy rocket boosters from your skates like, <laughs> and your bike. We gadget. also
3: know how well that worked for gadget too, right?
2: <laughs> Noted Paragon as safety inspector gadget.
3: <laughs> yeah. Ultra no. Absolutely not. Staying in line with uh not endangering children or, or maybe endangering them. Like, I, I guess this leads us to an article that I had linked to you guys from NPR this week about a Virginia teacher in Richmond who was critically injured when she was shot by a six-year-old student. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you heard that right. A Virginia teacher was shot by a six-year-old student. Yes. And details are, are, have not as of yet been released on how the child obtained the gun. However, the teacher that was shot was, was severely injured, however, is showing signs of improvement. Guys, this really stuck out to me this week. And I know that like we, we, were, we had kind of said we would stay away from like gun topics, but this is pretty special. And I wanted to see what you guys thought of it.
1: These things happen with so regular. It's good that we only talk about new and novel ways. Um... Right. <laughs> School shootings happen, and I guess this one, in in some ways, kind of kind of broke the age barrier. Kid was so young. I liked in the uh, article a criminologist from Boston's Northeastern University. He said, like, yeah, it's pretty much unheard of uh, that um, that six year olds go and, and and shoot up schools. Other data suggests that it tends to happen more once you hit seven, eight, nine. So it's <laughs> kind of like, okay, <laughs> you're within the margin of error. Kids are doing things younger these days. They grow up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was just like yesterday. He was on his juice box before committing like attempted murder. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this was powerful. John, what is the solution to a six-year-old with a gun?
2: The only solution to a bad six-year-old with a gun is a good six-year-old with guns, right? So... <laughs> We really just need to load. We really just need to load up the kindergarten classroom, or the first grade classroom, with uh, more guns. You know, it's the it's the obvious solution, right? Because the other children could have shot the child before they shot right. the, the teacher, right? It's obviously <laughs> what we need to do. You know, you know that's that's my Yo. solution for this violence, and it's an American solution. It's
1: it's amazing the uh, amount of trauma Alpha and Z are are coming to age with. It's. Uh... It's gonna be really interesting in twenty to thirty years when when they become adults.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, this is but this is this is the society that we're currently cultivating, right? Because we're really you know, we're really into uh the the freedom of access to firearms, right? And you know, again, you know, we've had discussions on this show about that, right? And to be fair, right? This one is not necessarily in a location, you know. As far as I'm aware, that uh there could have been some sort of control-based solution to preventing you know the the little first grader from packing a gun in with his lunchbox. It's a, it's a that's a cultural problem, right? That's a societal <laughs> problem. That's not a a regulation problem, right? You know, mm-hmm. you know the little kid was able to you know get his gun and his uh, Fortnite V bucks, you know, and <laughs> you know, because you know it was just it was probably just chilling there somewhere in the house, right? You know, maybe maybe mom and dad had multiple guns or something like that. So this one was easy. This one was just lying out on the counter.
1: You say that, but we have no evidence to suggest I, we, the, this six year old kid I mean, it's did not go into a Walmart and just buy a gun, <laughs> or, or this kid did not use the. A "quote unquote" gun show loophole to buy his gun. (laughs) You think they maybe they bought it from a garage
2: sale or something like that? (laughs) That allowance money being put to use. Wow, how many lawns do you have to mow in order to get a gun? You to go to school,
3: right? I mean, in Virginia, probably not that many.
2: (laughs) Do kids mow? Like, do kids even mow lawns? Is that even a thing anymore? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Are
3: you giving a six-year-old a lawnmower? Like, I feel like that's even
1: more dangerous than the gun. If it could be one of like those like riding lawnmowers, you, you, that 6 year would be doing a drive-by at five wow. miles an hour.
3: And
2: providing a community
3: service at the same
2: time. I mean, really, we yeah. should be supporting that as American society, right? Because we're a- actually that's stimulating the economy. You know, acts for sure. Okay. Oh,
1: kids with jobs, I He's love creating
2: it. jobs, job creators. Yeah, and,
3: and the kids got to spend that hard-earned money on bullets and ammunition, and so it really is stimulating to the economy.
2: Yeah, the only people trying to stop this would just be you know people who are anti-American. You know, what are, are, are these some sort of commies or something? Like, come on.
3: <laughs> Tuna sandwich, check. Apple, check. Fruit roll-up, check. Semi-automatic, check. Yeah. Ready
1: for school. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to say that uh, Governor uh, Glenn Youngkin has said that he is monitoring the situation and. Uh, he is currently praying uh, uh, for <laughs> students in the community
2: it's it's always good to make sure, you know i'm glad that they've uh, made sure to add the thoughts and prayers <laughs>
1: At first, I thought this was one of those show and tell issues where a kid brings his gun to school and he's playing with it. You know, shoot someone like that's happened. Uh, That's happened before. But apparently one of, I guess one of the people there said that this was uh, not an accident. That's kind of powerful that a 6 year olds like, yeah, I'm actually making that decision to go and do that. That's a little more scary than perhaps anything else.
3: I want to see that six-year-old running Sing Sing in six months. Let's go.
1: (laughs) Let's go. Like, what do you do with that? Like, you're not going to throw a six-year-old into Gen Pop. And in Virginia, you can't because there's a law against it where you can't really prosecute them for for adult crimes. You can't charge this kid as an adult. But if you could, like, what do you do? (laughs) Do you charge a six-year-old with attempted murder? Like, that doesn't even... How does that even work?
2: Yo, know, the kid so the kid's gonna have priors before the kid you know, gets out of fucking no know- <laughs> before they get out of elementary. Coming school? into second grade with priors. <laughs> like that's like literally- that's the most American thing I could it's so it's like it's so good. It's so good. It's you know, it should come with a Surgeon General's
1: warning. It's like it's perfect. Oh, that should be amazing. He's, he's gonna have actual recess. And a felony conviction. Like that is powerful. Like, hey,
2: do you, you when do you give probation or something like that? Do you have like supervised recess or something like that? Like recess with like a leg band? <laughs> like the censor? I can't leave the playground.
1: Feds will know. I was late for my nap class because I had to check in with, with <laughs> my, my an officer. officer. <laughs> oh lord
3: oh my god yeah this is powerful guys
2: like it's it's funny but like we're we're laughing because it's sad like this shouldn't be you know a thing you know anywhere this definitely shouldn't be a thing for six-year-olds you know like six-year-olds should be playing i mean not roblox because that's where you get uh fucking human traffic but like they should be playing like games and with toys and like uh otherwise wasting your life like you know, any other child does, right? Like that's that's what should be happening. Right? But instead, you know, something must something clearly happened since there was like some sort of prior beef between the kid and the the teacher, and the kid somehow knew that this is an object that solves these sorts of problems. <laughs> I love that this was a premeditated act
3: yes. on the part of a six year old. <laughs> like
2: the the six year old had, you know, had beef and understood that Wait. the gun was the solution to it. Like that. <laughs> she took away my action figure. That bitch has got to go.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> that would be the that bitch has got that'd to That'd be go. the last time they give homework over uh a winter <laughs> recess. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna like she gonna give me that gold star. The
3: fucking McBain book report over here. <laughs> Buy book. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know, but it's 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 you know it's like I said it's funny but it's sad right like and it it's the to me it's the most American possible thing right you know how you know, how do you already know that about guns like that when you're six you know but that's just that's a cultural thing you know how do we solve that I don't know how we do that
1: you know? Well, clearly it's video games and uh, and television shows, right? Obviously, that's that's, right? that's obviously that that that's right? the problem. Yeah, it's it's not it's not to
2: you know make it harder to have them or to make it harder to store them or to have penalties for people to uh, storing them wrong or any of these other things.
3: I'm picturing like other kids playing with blocks and like this kid is taking apart his revolver, <laughs> making sure the safety's off, like. <laughs> This is my
0: rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine.
2: My rifle is my best friend. It is my life. See, like, you know what would be great? Like, if the kid was doing that, at least he'd be practicing responsible gun ownership, right? Like, at least he would understand that there is a safety, right? You know, like, that's better than, you know, like,
1: a bunch of, you know, adults in this country. I have to uh, wonder, did he grip the gun with proper form? <laughs> You know, or did he turn it sideways? Like mm. how did he how did he shoot this?
2: I wanna know what skin was on the gun, right? Like did did like did this have like colorful skins? Like, you know, was there was there a scope on this? You know, how you know, how you know, how how custom was this firearm? Like that's what yeah, I wanna I
3: wanna see. see the Kirov face on that gun.
1: <laughs> hey, what did your mom get you, Jimmy? lame i got an apple oh got another sandwich
3: (sighs) fuck you losers i got an ar-15
0: are you struggling to find the perfect weapon for your six-year-old other toddlers got your little tyke down at the playground teachers giving your kid a hard time with homework and other assignments Looking to give your Bambino the taste of American freedom they want with the safety and size you know they need, try Weeglock. Weeglock has real firepower that can put down even the biggest threats. With the bright colors and fun characters that your children love.
1: Fortnite. Roblox. Paw Patrol.
0: When the cops won't stop the criminals and predators on the block, give your kids the excitement of Weeglock. The right to bear little arms.
1: Thanks, Thanks Mom, Mom and, and Dad. Dad.
0: And remember, parents, make sure to head to your local Taco Bell for the Weeklocks Kids Meal. It comes with apple slices or milk and a waiver for a background check.
3: Right, well that is a it's a very sobering reality that we live in, guys, but um but luckily there's a place for 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 us to hang out and 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 be sober nowadays which brings us to an article that I think John had linked from Food and Wine uh, depicting that New York's first sober dive bar is a very good time apparently people are having fun being sober and social in these new venues of sober dive bars John would you care to elaborate for us what this is all about what led to this craze and and how how this is helping people
2: yeah so uh you know definitely you know people have been looking for ways to curb their drinking like in general and that's been true for many many years but i think like in recent years you know as people have been ramping up either their consumption of other uh intoxicants or you know as they're trying to figure out ways to cope with uh you know the wild and crazy uh nature of society at the moment and also exacerbated by the pandemic and frankly, there's even some generational differences, right? You know, people are starting to, you know, come around to the idea that maybe alcohol is, uh, worse for us than, uh, previously uh, thought about. And they kind of want to break away from that culture. There's always been a question of, you know, what do you do if you don't want to drink, but you want to still, uh, hang out and enjoy time with your friends. And that's a thing that we've dealt with, right? You know, we have, you know, we have friends that don't really, uh, imbibe, right. And, you know sometimes they're looking for places to hang out and you know do stuff that aren't dry right like you don't want to just like go to i don't know like the library or something like that to hang out like you want to you know have a good time you know so you know in you know as of the uh as of recent years and you know now in new york city and other cities right we have the rise of something called a sober bar right you know and uh one of the first such uh bars is a dive style bar. You know, called Heca- uh, Hecate or Hecate, right? In uh, New York City's East Village, right? They serve you know non-alcoholic cocktails and mocktails, you know non-alcoholic beers and non-alcoholic aperitifs, you know so alcohol-free liquor, and you know it's a it's a nicely designed place, you know pretty vibey, right? You know they call it an Elixir Lounge, and you know you can you you can hang out and get the New York City nightlife vibe, you know without uh, any alcohol, right? And, you know, it's a, you know, it's an interesting concept, right? You know, because I respect you people not wanting to drink. And sometimes you even people that do drink don't want to drink, right? Sometimes you want to just relax and, you know, not necessarily have to ingest any alcohol. But you also want to socialize with your friends and be out and about at, you know, 2 a.m. or something like that. You just don't want to get drunk. Like you want to know what happened that night. So you know, this, is, this is what's going on you know, in, in uh, modern nightlife.
3: For the most part, I'm, I think this is an excellent idea for people who are like recovering alcoholics or, or, or just somebody who doesn't drink and wants to go out and experience a good time. And I know for my, my personal experience that this is, this is kind of refreshing and invigorating to me to learn that this is going on because like, I was that person at the bar scene when I lived in New York And for for the most part, you know, I enjoyed it and it was a very, you know, socially stimulating atmosphere, even though I was indulging in vice and what have you. But there came a point when I was living in New York City where I found that the, I guess the culture of the bar had kind of shifted where people were very much there to like be staring at their fucking phones and swiping left or right on Tinder. And I'm like, well, what are you doing at a bar then? Like the, the whole point of a bar is like a social atmosphere. So I, I'm I'm kind of happy to hear that the the social element is coming back and making a resurgence without the need for alcohol. The only drawback that I'm seeing here are the prices of these mocktails. I really don't want to be spending $20 for some seltzer water and pineapple
1: juice. I, I was never really big on the bar scene. I'm not a heavy drinker because when I do, it tends to be uncontrolled binging, which is also not great, right? <laughs> it always sounded strange to me where people would like, oh, I'm going to get so shit-faced today. That is a goal, right? Like like your goal is to not remember uh, what you're going to do. So that part, I've always been like, okay, I never really quite understood drinking culture in that way. So it's nice, I guess, that if you want that kind of atmosphere, that you can have it in a non-alcoholic setting. But isn't part of that whole setting facilitated by people inebriated people slightly drunk maybe not to the point where they're passing out but isn't a lot of what happens in the bar or how people interact in a bar governed by the fact that they are loosening their inhibitions right yeah drunk a little bit right so how does it work when everyone is you know all straight laced and buttoned up i don't know like it's a good question
2: you know I thought about this, but honestly, I feel like people, you know, are more, you know, it's, it's like, it's about vibes, right? Like you could be loose and friendly without, and you talk more and you lower your inhibitions and stuff like that without any alcohol at all, right? Like. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like, you I feel like, you know, us hanging out or, you know, hang out with your friends or your family, right? Like you could be, you know, more real and fun and stuff like that than you would be like, you know, in the same circumstances at work right you know like with your work colleagues or something like that right so even without having you any alcohol at all right like i know i can talk different i can like make different jokes i can i can enjoy the the surroundings even more i don't like maybe i'm biased or whatever right because you know often you every year like i'll do something like this for Lent, right you know so like i'll just not drink for you know a couple of weeks right and but i'll still go to the bar to happy hours and shit like that like normal and i'll just be i'll be chilling like i'm still me i'm still hanging out i'm still you know talking shit and you know, give you know, same jokes and stuff like that you know but i'm eating nachos right and i'm not drinking a beer like it's fine you know it's it's a it's about the i think it's about the people you're with and the mm-hmm. vibe right But yeah, but I also think, like I said, I also think it's like there's there's a potential, there's potential for cheating, right? Because you like, who's to say that you can't go to the sober bar, right? But like hit that weed vape, right? Like you can 100% do that, right? Like you go to the sober bar and have a mocktail, but the edible hits, right? You can, can, like you absolutely can do that. And I'm guaranteeing that that's what's happening in these places. Like there's no way it's not happening. Like certainly not in New York City and certainly not with, you know, younger nightlife right absolutely happy
3: but also i feel like the atmosphere of the bar like sort of the mystique of the bar like sure the alcohol played like a like a role in that but really what it served as was like a place that people would congregate you know when like the the work of the day is over and it's a place to just simply relax and hang out you know what i mean so i feel like there is there's still an avenue available for people to you know congregate Get together in a relaxing setting where you you don't feel any like work obligations, you don't feel like any stress of responsibilities or whatever, and still have a good time without drinking. I think it's possible. I think it's maybe not as induced as when you are drinking, you know, you're kind of like in a bar, you're almost like celebrating vice collectively, you know, in in a strange way, you know. and that maybe is an element that's missing here, but I don't think it's impossible to, to set up a place where, you know, those kind of vibes and that kind of social atmosphere is, is kind of still there and structured and present.
1: So so regarding bar culture, anytime I've been to a bar, it's always been with people that I already knew, right? Like I'm going, I'm not going there to make friends. I'm going there to meet friends all the socializing that i'm doing is already with people designated for socializing is that a thing do people just go in and just start talking to strangers like is or, yeah it happens yeah really? i think so
3: i mean there were plenty that's of times when i was when i was like maybe waiting for a friend or something and like two people might be like talking next to me or somebody's talking to the bartender about something that's like okay kind of interesting or maybe you have a joke or something and then you kind of like butt in and then you start, you, you start up. That's it's it's an interesting way to start conversations yeah. with people. And I did that frequently oh, and okay. I enjoyed those
2: experiences.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: Do the, I do that right now, right? Like there's a local bar, you know, near my house or mm-hmm. whatever. And, you know, sometimes I've gone in there, you know, waiting for somebody to show up or whatever. And you know, just start talking about basketball or something like that with their, per- you know, another person watching the game with me. Right. Or, you know, sometimes they run smash brothers tournaments at that same bar. And like, you just kind of walk in and you, other
1: people are playing and you'll, you'll play too. Right. Even that's crazy. Like there's, that's crazy. I I've never once in my life gone. Like I need to talk to other people. (laughs) (laughs) There's a drop.
3: (sighs) And yet you wake up every Saturday to record this podcast.
1: I'm putting a lot on the line for you guys. (laughs) I'm sitting here flabbergasted. Like I I thought that shit only happened in the movies. No, it's a real thing. I've never I've never ended the day with, you know what would be relaxing engaging in pointless conversation with a stranger that I'm never going to meet again.
3: <laughs> well, it's not necessarily pointless and it's not necessarily that you're never going to meet them again. I mean, you know, I like I've I
1: made friends. That sounds nice on paper. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think I'll, I'll invite you and see if you'll, uh, you'll, well, actually, I mean, I have invited you and like, you would stand outside of the door of it and then go home. Like, that, that's actually happened.
3: What is it? Like that scene out of like fucking, um, what's, uh, what's that movie? The baseball one, um, uh, you know, feel the Kevin dreams. Costner. Yeah. Field of Dreams. Like where the guy, the doctor... <laughs> has to cross the line across the field and he becomes the old man. Would that happen to you, Mike? You you step into the bar and you become an alcoholic.
1: If it's a bar that is empty, then okay, great. I can go in and, and have a good time. If it is a bar that is loud and filled with people, and like I have to like maneuver around, and I no, I, I hate like, that too. Like I hate no, that too. That's not calming at all. Yeah, no, I hear you. This is just one of those things that I don't understand, right? Like you know, bar culture, drink culture. It's interesting that that you can do it uh, without the alcohol, I guess. Uh, well, it's but, not interesting yeah. to
3: me. I will not be going to this establishment.
2: Honestly, you, know, it's it's you know, it's easy to understand if you just think about it as you, know, it's about uh, socializing right it's the the alcohol don't matter. it's just you know people need to people need people people need to be around people right We've been cooped up for the last like two three years or whatever you know due to covid and shit like that, and you know people just are people just want to be with each other you know by any means necessary right you know without the pressure of you know having to nurse a drink if you don't drink or whatever like now you can just be in a place and you know. People want to be in something that looks like a bar, you know, and acts like a bar, but doesn't require them to, you know, get liquored up or, you know, buy or buy beer. And the other thing about this that was interesting is that, like, the things that they sell are, like, you know, artisanal, like, you know, you know, cocktail looking ass cocktails, right? You know, mocktails, you know, shit that looks like, you know, witch potions and stuff like that. So it's like interest things that look interesting and look the part of nightlife at at night you know but without the obligation to 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 drink up right so i i get it you know i initially i was like this is dumb right like you could just go to any other regular bar and like just get like not order right just get a soda Right. You just you just get that pineapple juice and seltzer. But then
3: you're that guy at the bar.
2: Yeah. Like and here and like in one of these, you are not that guy at the bar. Everyone is that guy. Right. So that means no one's that guy. Right. So I get now I understand.
3: Yeah. Right. I want to see how many people get laid after going to a mocktail bar.
1: (laughs) And that is what's going to kill the business model. (laughs) (laughs) so it's inclusion through self-exclusion yes from the scene also how much of this is kind of like a disneyfication of the bar scene because that's what it seems it it seems like the bar life rated pg-13
2: well i mean that there there's a non-zero possible that i mean like lots of products are like that these days right like how do I how do I sell something to more people without the problems of that thing, right? Or, mm-hmm. or perceived problems, right? This is one of those things that like they're putting it out there and you know, hey, like if it's not for you, like it doesn't matter, right? Like you don't care, right?
3: right the bar is always going to be there but if you're like some christian guy or some recovering alcoholic and you're looking for a social avenue without being exposed to like people doing coke in the bathroom and like vomiting on the floor and being obscenely drunk this might be a place that you could go Or yeah
2: or if you're just you know if if you think that you're better than drinking right because there are people that you you're better than me (laughs) (laughs) no like you're you're speaking you seriously right there are like people who are just like oh like you know alcohol is dirty like i just don't you know that's for old people right like i don't want to do that you know i don't want to be like my my dad or my grandpa or like my shitty uncle or aunt or something like that you know i don't want to be you know, wasted i just want i want to remember the night and remember the the vibes and remember hanging out and i just want to be here right you know so there there's i'm telling you there's something to it you know and if it's not for you you can ignore it like for me i'll probably never ever set foot in hecate like i'll be in every other place but that right just like i always do but if you're 20 years old you're 21 years old you're 22 years old if you're like younger and like you're just eh, you i don't really want to you know deal with all the drinking or i'd just rather drink at home like i'll drink at a house party but when i go out i want to i want to be in the moment you, this might this might work for you it's here and you know, people will take it or leave it as they see fit. You know, maybe it's healthier,
3: but it still costs as much as uh, like a real cocktail, and that's really my my no. Yeah. That's my no.
1: I have saved like a pension's worth not getting alcohol from establishments. <laughs> <laughs>
3: now do these do these mock bars do these sober bars have the same rules where like i can't bring liquor into a bar can i not bring pineapple juice into this
2: <laughs> into this mock bar you have to throw up the fucking apple juice before you walk in
0: <laughs> sorry you can't bring that in here
2: uh that's good uh, yeah, that, that remains to be seen i'll never know because i'll probably never be there.
3: no i won't be there either but it's interesting it's nice to know it's there yeah. All right, so it looks like that's all the time we have for on Red Channel Condition this week, guys. But you know the deal. Check out our YouTube channel. Send us an email at redchannelcondition at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for listening.
2: Take it easy. Have a good week.